Hello again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and I am here for a very special Christmas edition of my podcast. I wasn't going to do one today. I was a little busy, but I decided I really need to get one out. Um, and I think it's only fair to the listeners that I, I mean, I only do one a week anyway. And I really wanted to talk about uh, a couple things. First, the uh, stimulus package that it looks like President Trump just vetoed. I'd have to double check, but I think he just did. He was threatening to anyway, um, basically calling it a, quote, disgrace and saying that $600 uh, for individual payouts was not, not enough and slamming the $1.4 trillion uh, omnibus spending bill, which includes several seriously insane uh, expenditures on the part of the government, everything from giving the Tibetan monks money to, uh, you know, dealing with criminal uh, laws or decriminalizing laws that no one ever even heard of or used, like, you know, fraudulent uh, badges, you can't use Smokey the Bear, Woods of the Owl in a fraudulent manner. I, you know, not, not to mention the uh, sheer number of pet projects and special interests and things that have absolutely nothing to do with anything besides the fact that uh, Democrats desperately need to throw their political correct weight around. Uh, it was probably a good thing for him to veto it. I know a lot of people uh, wanted him to, just for the sheer amount of pork that was involved in it. Um, I, I think some people might, both Republicans and Democrats, appear to agree that $600 is not enough. Um, and, you know, more if we're going to be putting that much money into other countries and all these special interests and other pet projects and political garbage, then why shouldn't we be able to give Americans more? And I understand that. Um, however, I have been saying for a long time that we need to stop the handouts of all kinds and just put people back to work. Um, but I wanted to talk specifically about this because... I heard over the weekend, now I made the mistake, I was, I was driving along in my car, and I usually, I never listen to the radio, but I was just, I, I was just switching a CD, and it came on, and lo and behold, it was NPR, which is so stupid, it makes my hair hurt, but in this case, I thought, well, you know, I always talk about people that we should be listening to the other side, that we should be learning to talk to each other again, that the only reason both sides call the other side a dictatorship is because we don't want to listen or talk or concede on any given point. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to take my own advice. I'm going to listen to some of this for a little bit. And I, I regretted it almost immediately. Uh, they were actually talking about this being worse than the Great Depression that what America is in now is worse than the Great Depression. And I almost drove off the road. I, I could not believe how clueless, out of touch, and just unbelievably ignorant about history these people really are. And then I started to, I got to thinking about what people start, you know, what they view as poor now in this country, what they view as being down and out and, and um, in a bad way. And... First of all, the whole depression thing or even recession idea has never been right all year. Despite all the strain that we have gone through, talk to a real estate agent. Ask them how their business is. In any depression or recession, that's bad. They have a whole lot of trouble. They're doing great. Where I am right now especially, and in many of the, uh, the states around me, in New England, you people are buying homes in seconds. 
It'll go on the market. It'll be gone in like a day. And people are not just buying with massive loans. They're buying in cash if you look at these transactions. Homes are going for 15 20% more than the initial estimate. They're flying off the market. And that's pretty much the same way everywhere. Look at cars. Look at high-priced items. Whenever you talk about depressions and recessions, you have to start talking about the impact on high-priced items. High-ticket items are the first things to go. They're the first things to suffer. We start to sit on what we have. We stay where we are. We really don't move unless we're absolutely forced to. And if we are, we're, we're buying cheap. You know, we're, we're downgrading. We're going from a, a bigger house to a smaller house. We're not getting anything small. Uh, we're, we're trying to keep our car going no matter what. We can't afford a new car. New car sales are through the roof. Used car sales are through the roof. They're up like 20% in many parts of the country and in many industries from used to new to it, Carvana's going nuts, the whole buying the online thing, which I can't believe works, but is doing well. Ford is saying they can't keep up with demand on new F-150 2021 models. Uh, demand is outstripping supply already. We're talking about $60,000 vehicles here. They're talking the, the electric, new electric Hummer, which is starting at 125 grand, sold out in 10 minutes. We're not, this is not a depression. This is not a recession. None of that is. And I know that the left say, well, the rich always have money. And this just proves that all these people have money, but nobody else does. That's crap. Because this is happening all around the country. And it's not just that. All car sales, not just the, the fancy cars or the fancy homes that are, people are buying. They're buying everything. And even with the supply chain just basically broken, it's terrible. I, I mean, I walked into doing some Christmas shopping. The inventory in these stores is embarrassing. They have nothing. I was in Macy's trying to shop for something for my mother. They have nothing. They have like two things on shelves. It's really embarrassing. Now that is a testament to two things. One, the supply lines are terrible. And two, people are buying stuff. And they're buying it without even talking, without even really thinking about it. My parents have been in business, in a, in a small business, for over 35 years. And this is going to be the biggest year in the history of that store. Yes, it's an essential business. I understand it. There's, they've got a big bump from that. But even now, when they're talking about, quote, depressions, people are buying left and right. And the way, you know, my parents describe it, people are, they're not even, they're not talking about price anymore. They're just buying. And they're all driving in in brand new cars. They're all driving in. They're all having no trouble spending hundreds of dollars on groceries. None. None whatsoever. And uh, Christmas sales, online sales, I guarantee you, will be just jacked through the roof. But we are not seeing Anything. And by the way, oh, the stock market seems to be fine too. Let's not forget that part because if we forget the stock market freaking crashed hardcore in the, in the uh, 30s, which led to the major depression. And oh, yes, let's not forget it was, we're talking a third of the country out of work, 35% or so, even, you know, right around there. We're nowhere close to that. I think it's nine or 10. It's still high. It's still obviously way too high. We have that issue. And yes, I understand. That with these trillions that are being handed out, the rooster, they're coming on the roost at some point. We're, we're going to have to pay this. And, and at that point, we could be facing a serious problem. And I've been saying that for a long time. Instead of doing all these handouts and having the government go through the insanity, put everyone back to work and do it now. Because we're not seeing any evidence that staying home which only delayed everything as far as I'm concerned, and putting masks on has done anything. You look at countries that didn't do anything, it's virtually the same thing. We should never have done this. We should have allowed state governments to sort of give guidelines and let people go about their business as usual. 
that's what should have happened instead of treating us like pigs and treating us like, you know, cattle and saying, you do this or, you know, authoritarian, you're going to be punished. And that's where we're still headed. And that's a whole separate issue. But the idea that uh, this could seriously hurt the country in the long run, that's, that's perfectly valid. And I understand that. Where we're sitting right now? No, not even close. Not even, and, and again, it got me to think. Let me do some comparisons. Let me actually go back in history. Let me paint you a picture. There's a man who's on a street corner. He's skin and bones. He has very, his clothing is tattered. It's probably been patched a hundred times. He's actually starving to death. You can tell just by looking at him. Or a family during the Depression. Walking around, they're, all, they're in bread lines, food lines. They really, you can tell also they are starving to death. It's very obvious. They're not getting enough food. They're not getting enough nutrition. You can tell in their body mass. You can tell in their faces. It's an it's a unhealthy skin. It's gray. They're struggling so badly. They have nothing. Their homes are about as bare as can be because they've sold everything or they can't afford to pay things. They can't afford to pay the electricity any longer. They can't afford to pay to have any sort of food or any milk or anything delivered. They can't, they've sold off pieces of furniture because they don't have anything left. This hit millions just like that. There are people like that. Do you ever know anybody like that? Have you ever seen what that was poor? As in not two pennies to rub together, just desperately trying to stay under a roof. That is poor. What we have now and what our perception of people who are poor is and what people, what humans can't really even deal with anymore has dramatically shifted. I see people in so in these food lines with nicer cars than me. Oh, and by the way, why are more than half of them, two-thirds of them, fat? Poor people are fat. A lot of them, most of them, everyone I see, they're fat. These people are not starving to death. They've never starved to death. They've never had a problem getting food ever. And it looks like they're not gonna. They're getting money from somewhere. Food is not an issue. All these supposedly low rent and 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 uh you know affordable income housing, it, it's it's quite satisfying to look at them and go, gee, you know, I feel I have better stuff than you, but why do you have everything that I have? You know, you have, they have, they all have internet. They all have televisions. They all have beds. They all have plenty of furniture. They all have plenty of clothes. And they're walking around with $1,000 flagship cell phones. Oh, and $200 sneakers. I see this on inner city kids near me all the time. Yeah, they're poor. How is this happening? We don't understand what it really means to struggle anymore. We Nobody really does. Struggle now is like, oh, I can't pay for my gym membership. I'm going to have to give that up. Or God forbid, I can't pay for cable anymore. We have so many safety nets in place that even those who are on the street don't look like they're starving to death to me. When's the last time you ever heard of a you know someone who's homeless actually starving to death or, star or freezing to death, being in the elements? It, I'm sure it happens. I guarantee you it doesn't happen that often. There are many places they can go. And the poor who aren't homeless, which again, that's most of them, have places to go. They have heat. They have electricity. They have clothes. They have the staples. And it's very difficult to lose them because there are so many safety nets in so many ways. If you can't pay for it, there are ways around it. And you can keep getting around it pretty much forever. And... There's so many forms of assistance packages. There's so many ways of getting assistance and welfare and all these things from food stamps on down. None of these people have any idea, really, 
what it means to be in danger of not having enough to, quote, survive. Survival has changed. The word. It used to mean actual survival. As in, we need this much food to even our, for our bodies to function. You know, we need this much. We need to be able to have these things in our house. We need to be able to have a light, like a candle. If anything, a bed would be nice. Right now we're just sleeping on burlap sacks. We've mended the same set of clothes for two years. We haven't been able to afford to buy shoes for the kids. We've been using the same socks for three years, just darning them over and over. When's the last time you ever heard of anybody darning anything, sewing anything, patching anything? They just buy new stuff. They buy new stuff all the time. Doesn't matter what it is. They're upgrading electronics, not because they don't work anymore, but because they want something new and they want the latest thing and they're going to spend. And because they can. You're talking about people in supposedly lower uh, income brackets who don't make much. And I don't, and I, I've seen them. I know some of them. They're fine. They're not in any way uh, on the brink of not being able to, quote, survive. They're surviving just fine. Most of them are fat. This whole idea that we are in some sort of destitute state, that uh, you know we're all going to just either starve or freeze to death or, or fall over and not, and not have our houses stripped out from underneath us, this, this, this is crap. This wasn't happening before the pandemic. It's certainly not happening now. And yes, I know. There are plenty of people that say, well, I know I've, been, I've actually been homeless or I know people who are homeless and they really do have nothing. I'm not saying those people don't exist. What I'm saying is we're really only talking about and what Democrats are talking about are the low-income people because it's all they care about. And you can tell it's all they care about because those people have just about everything. They have everything they need and they always will and with a very, with a minimum of effort. And I mean a minimum of effort. One other thing I notice when I drive through poor towns, have you ever noticed people don't really move? They move like they're dead. They move like slugs. Maybe that could be something. That might have something to do with the fact that they're poor. I know everyone, I know Democrats desperately want to try and prove that it has nothing to do with them, that it's all just environment, that it's environmental, that the situation causes them to be this way, that life is beating them down so they really can't go anywhere, and this is why they are the way they are. Never once entertaining the possibility that they, the reason they have nothing is because of who they are. Not the environment, not the atmosphere, but just because they're lazy and stupid. And I'm sorry, but those kinds of humans have been around for the beginning of time. They're always going to be. People have different abilities and, and skills and all of that, but there are some people who are just pretty worthless and can't really do much. And I'm not saying that they have to be ignored. I'm not saying that they have to be, you know, thrown into the ashpen of society. I'm saying they can work. I'm saying they should work about as hard as everyone else because they're not. They're working a part-time job. They don't want to work more than 12 hours a week, and they want a whole lot of assistance. That's what they want, and they have all kinds of stuff. They got more stuff than I got. They got better stuff than I got. Many times, that's the case. And it's not because they could afford it. It's because they were given it. And I feel bad for people. Uh, for example, my whole family's had to work so hard all their lives. Most of them are entrepreneurs. They don't know what a 20 and 30 hour work week is. That's the amount of hours they put in by Wednesday, sometimes Tuesday. You know, my parents have worked 70, 80 hours a week their entire lives. From the time they were about 16, They're, my grandparents did the same thing. That's what work was. And they knew privation. They knew what it meant to need. My grandparents, 
raised five kids, put them all through college, and based on my grandfather, self-taught electrician, veteran, World War II veteran, self-taught everything, self-taught plumber, self-taught mechanic, self-taught farmer. Most of the food they got were grown, had to be grown, couldn't afford to feed five kids any other way, facing starvation if they don't. That does not happen now. You really think there's anybody out there who's desperately trying to grow something to survive? They're, they have all the time in the world. They have all the money in the world, as far as I can tell. They get everything they need. Otherwise, poor people wouldn't be fat. The, the percentage of people in a certain uh, bracket of income that is overweight is unbelievable. Yes, and I know that one of the big reasons is because bad food is cheap. And that's part of it. But they're getting it, aren't they? When is the last time you really saw somebody who was skin and bone? Seriously, whether they're homeless or just poor, when is the last time you saw that? When's the last time you saw that and, and saw a house that really had nothing in it because they had to pawn everything off, that didn't have any electricity, that, that their plumbing was shut off, that, all, that they had nothing, no cable, no nothing? When's the last time you saw that or even heard of it? We're not understanding that. Okay. This is a time of year where we really have to look at what we have. Most of us, even those of us who don't have a lot of money, including myself, are perfectly fine. Now, there are many who are homeless. There are many who need our help. There are many who have uh, battle injuries from war. There are many who are born with inca incapacitating diseases and things like that. I'm not saying we should ignore them. Those are people we absolutely should help. They have such difficulty in life that the least we can do is help them out, especially this time of year. That is a whole different thing. We need to accept that we have become so soft. We are, our ancestors would just be appalled at just what we can't handle. At just what we're having, we, you know, we have a meltdown if we can't get on the internet. We, we flip out if, you know, we have to drive some sort of beater car just because we really don't have any other way of doing it. We, we figure that makes us so poor we can't. But what are you talking about? We're our ancestors had to walk. They had to take public transportation. They couldn't afford much of anything. They were lucky if they could get shoes. They were lucky if they could get food for the day. How many people really face that every day, idiots at NPR? Why don't you figure that out? Why don't you do some studies on that? You show me all these people who are actually starving to death, who are actually in desperate need, and tell me what percentage of the lower income bracket those people comprise, because it's a very small percentage, I promise you that. And let me circle back around to the initial point I was making, which that there doesn't appear to be anything wrong with this economy. Big ticket items are going out the window so fast. That the idea that people don't have money or the idea that they need a $2,000 handout is beyond me. Since when? Where? I don't live in a particularly wealthy area. They've all got money. They don't, they don't, they're not in any danger. They, do, they weren't before. And you're paying them more to stay home from their job than they earned at the job. That's what's happening in my state. It's what's been happening. I'm sure it's happening in other states, especially if it's Democrat run. That is not helping anything either. Just enforcing the whole laziness uh, issue and we're going to pay you and give you and take care of you no matter what. And Democrats will just continue to push that more and more. And try and push the myth that America is suffering badly. And compare it to a time in this country with 30 plus percent unemployment. With a stock market that was almost non-existent, was dead. 
with people literally dying all over the place because they weren't getting what they need. That is not happening now. COVID deaths don't count, especially because, well, let's face it, most of them aren't directly related to COVID anyway, and they're just counting them as such. I'm talking about people who have nothing, that died because they have nothing. That is a very, very small number, and it didn't exactly get any bigger this year. And that is the point I'm trying to make. Look around you. See how far above actual real need you really are. Maybe if, even if you don't have a lot of money, look around. Do, are you in danger of being, of being suffering in the elements? Are you in danger of not getting enough food? Are you in danger in any way of not having the necessities and staples of life? I guarantee you that there isn't one of my listeners that is in that condition. Yeah, I, I know. You're going to say, well, the homeless don't have you know, computers and devices and can't get online. I, I understand what you're saying. I, again, that's a very tiny percentage. The percentage I'm talking to are the people who really, you know, they claim to be poor, they claim to not have much, and that we just keep assisting them in every way possible, and we don't really understand what the word need means anymore, to actually struggle to survive. You take a look, you look down through the past, you look down through the history of what it meant. Look at the people who colonized this country, what they had to go through. That first winter at Jamestown, for example. That first winter, uh, when, the, when the pilgrims were, that were what, I think they lost, I don't know, some ridiculous number. They lost like all of them. You know, they just, that's just struggling to survive. That's just human beings struggle, desperately hoping to make it to the next year. Do we have any concept of how far away we are from that? Could be because I think we need to, I think we need to, especially this time of year, to understand just how far, just how much, just how much better we have it in so many ways. Do you do your research, do the history. Look at how humans have suffered at the hands of the elements and at the hands of just life in general through the years. And go ahead and try and compare now to any of the worst. Uh, situations that human society has faced in the past. It does. It's not even doesn't even register. It's not a blip on the radar. It's not even close. We are so soft. We're so helpless, and that's why we think that we're in such bad shape. When in fact, we're anything but. The downside of this being that if any of them ever were in dire need, they wouldn't be able to handle any of it because they they can't. You've created a race of people that can't. They can't do anything. They can't screw on a light bulb. Can't tie their own shoes. Desperately need help. And if they don't get it, they are helpless. So big surprise that leftists, who are the most helpless, clueless people on the planet, want government to help more. Because, of course, can you see them building a colony at this point? Can you see anybody trying to do that? Who would even survive it? Who would even, who would not go, you know, completely stark raving mad after the first day? What our ancestors had to put up with compared to what we have now. And the idea that there is anything even close to the depression of the 30s that we are facing now is absurd and stupid and embarrassed, well, embarrassingly stupid. Uh, and again, let me just the caveat that bad stuff could be coming. I mean, you know, the, there's so much money spent. You can't just keep printing money. That does not work. So bad things could be coming down the path. I'm not saying it could for the time being, the idea that we are currently in that kind of situation is false. Be thankful for what you have. Look around. Understand 
just how good you probably have it, even if you're not going to have a lot of money. Anyway, that's my spiel for today. I appreciate you all listening. I want everybody to have a Merry Christmas, a safe Christmas. And I'm not just saying that because of the pandemic. Just, you know, take it easy driving and all that stuff. And by all means, spend it with family. Don't even, don't, do not listen to the draconian insanity. Uh, this is a time for family. No other time of the year. This is the time. And uh, by all means, uh, feel free to listen to other podcasts. Everything is free. I don't do any ads. And um, I'm on pretty much every streaming service. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this, by all means, send it to them. Share it with them. I have no problem with that. No uh, explicit content or anything like that in any of my podcasts. So uh, once again, I, I do appreciate your time. And I will see you again next week. Thank you.